Hi, everyone. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Before I kick off today's show with Joe Murray, I just want to give one little bit of advice. It's a very simple one. Take time to sit back and not set such lofty goals for yourself and just reflect. Try to think of what you can learn from this uncomfortable moment of quarantine. Obviously, there's a lot of feelings going around of sadness, uncertainty, depression, etc., etc., but it's not a time where you have to accomplish your entire to-do list. It's a great time to sit and kind of peel away the layers of who you are, connect with the people in your house, connect with your family, your friends, obviously from a safe distance, and be compassionate, be kind, because we're all going through this together. I hope you enjoy my conversation with artist and animated series creator and author, Joe Murray. Hi, Joe. Nice to connect with you. I found you on LinkedIn, so thank you so much for connecting with me today. It's great to be here. And you're, you're actually connecting with me from Belgium, right? I am, yes. How long have you lived there? I've, here, I've been here since September. So my family was here a little while longer, and then I joined them. Wonderful. Yeah. I have an office in Los Angeles. Oh, you do? So, yeah. How often? So. Well, it's a good thing you're not here right now. <laughs> no, really, you know, considering... Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I like to travel. You know, I had a lot of trips planned to come back. I usually come back every month, and so I've been kind of sequestered here. But yeah, it's it's not a bad place to be sequestered. I've heard wonderful things about it. Before we get into what you're doing now, because I found you on LinkedIn, and I was your work is incredible. Were you always creative as a kid? Yes, yes, and uh, I used to drive my father nuts because why. Uh, because <laughs> he wasn't creative or <laughs> well, well his his mindset was you know it was the 60s and and uh, uh you know you you get a good job at a place like ibm or you know some some established company and you retire and you know and i said mm-hmm. i would the time i was six years old i said i'm going to be an artist uh for a living and he was like no you're not you know it's oh my gosh that's incredible where do you think that came from? Just your own instincts or somebody? No, I just, I, I spent every moment drawing. I, I was just always drawing and, and uh, it, it was just, I, you know, I felt something different when I drew and, and it just felt so right. I don't know, you know, I guess when you're a kid too, you, maybe you tap into those things. Mm-hmm. a little easier but um to me it was like a no-brainer it was not it, there wasn't any other choice for me that's fantastic yeah. it was no stopping you no and and i was tested several times really yeah well especially yeah. when you hear people say you need to do this this is what you're supposed to do you know and inside you're saying no that's not going to fulfill me yeah yeah. So there were times, you know, later on in life when some people would um, accuse me of not being able to listen to authority figures. And um, <laughs> and I said, well, if I listened to my father, I wouldn't be sitting here right now uh, working in art. So I guess maybe sometimes I don't trust that. But, uh, you know, it, it is it is hard when you when you don't have that support. Uh, 
and you and you do things that kind of go against because I respected my father and and I you know I thought he had really good instincts and then to go against that it was it was difficult so it was bold and it was good when mm. you think about it yeah 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 I'm, well I'm very glad I did because imagine what would you be doing right now if you weren't doing what you innately felt was your path I have no clue. No clue. Yeah. No, no, because it was never, uh, a, to me, there was no other direction. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, that's just what I was going to do. So what did you do as far as um, after high school? Well, during high school, I had uh, a job at an advertising agency um, as an illustrator. And, uh, and that continued when I graduated to a full-time position. And then uh, when I was 19, I started my own company doing uh, illustration and design work. Fantastic. Yeah. Did that then lead to all the animation you're doing now? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was interesting because I, I was like, uh, I started doing a lot of art for clients, and, and, I, and I established a pretty good uh, client list. And I was in San Jose, so it was like at the time when all the – high-tech companies were starting in the 80s and apple was one of my clients and and ibm and and all the and activision and all these companies so but i started feeling a little uh, that i wasn't doing anything for myself and then and then um, i went to a uh, an animation festival and saw some independent films and i said i would love to do that and so I started taking some classes and I started making films for myself. And it, it was, for me, it was, just, it was my own project. So any other money that I, that I took from the studio and uh, illustration, I would put into my, my films. So, That's great. Yeah. So how did you get to where you are now? Well, I, my films started winning awards and, and, uh, had, I had a, a, a kind of a wide uh, viewership of what I was doing. And, uh, but I also was like looking, always looking for funding. And, and I had sent one of my rough uh, pencil tests to somebody at Nickelodeon, which was a new, a new network at the time. And I said, would you uh, be interested in this film? Uh, and they said, no, we're not, uh, we don't have any market for this film, but we're, we're starting to do these cartoon series. Would you be interested in developing something? And at first I said, no. Really? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I said, no. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, and at the time there was nothing in television that I uh, looked at and said, I want to do that. Um, it was it was uh, TV animation, especially for kids, was really uh, in a dark place. It was really it was not good quality, and and I was all about you know quality, artistic integrity, you know, and and um, and also you know in the Bay Area, I, w I was starting to get involved in the art scene in San Francisco with some of the other independent filmmakers and and it was always looked upon as los angeles were in hollywood was like don't go there you know it's it's you know we're going to do our thing and let la be its thing 
Okay. And, uh, so there was no real like, but I thought about it and, and I called her back and I, it was Linda Semensky who was there. And, and I said, uh, tell me more about what you're trying to do. And she says, we, we want to do something different. We want to do something that's not on right now. We want to, we want to have creators do their own vision. And I said, well, I'll develop something, but it's going to be, I don't know if it's going to be right for children's television. It's, so I developed uh, Rocco's Modern Life, which uh, I had no, I, I didn't think it was ever going to move forward. But I thought if they do give me some money to develop it, I can put that money into my film. So I kind of looked at it that way. Yeah. And then they, and then they uh, greenlit it for a series. And I was. Were you shocked? Very, very shocked. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I you know, no I, I really, that. I've realized, especially now, like you just have to say yes to things because you don't know where that yes will lead you. It's true. Uh, when I came to uh, California in 2000, I had studied voiceover in Boston, and I had a demo, and I went to an agent, and I said, um, "I'd like you to rep me for a voiceover." And she looked at me. She says, "You need to do a lot of things, not just this one little thing." And I, and I was literally like, "Okay." You know, <laughs> all right, because I didn't know, and I just wanted to do this one thing. But I've realized that you you definitely have to build your build your skill set and be open to different possibilities, which sounds like what you did. It's true. It's true. And and you know, what the interesting was, thing was, I'm sorry if you hear my cat screaming. <laughs> no, was that a, your cat or kid? No, I have a a, a four year old and a six year old boy. Oh, okay. it's okay. <laughs> In there, um, not the boy bath, part, but yeah. it's bathtub time. So, oh, okay. Um, what was interesting was is that one of my dreams that I had was, when I was was to be a comic strip artist, and and that was my goal, and 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 that's what I kept saying. You know, I did my illustration work, but I said, really, ultimately, I want to sell a comic strip, and and so I kept trying and trying and trying, and it was I I must have submitted like 20 comic strips and everybody would give me, you know, encouragement, but they would say, you know, your, your stuff is too big for a comic strip. And um, what does that mean? Too big. It's, it has just too full of life. It has two possibilities. I was trying to tell stories um, with it and, okay. you know, they're into the gag that, you know, it takes you two seconds to get the one gag right. and, here and you move on. Plus, it was kind of the winding down period of comic strips. You know, it, this, the market has really shrunk. Mm -hmm. So nobody was really buying all that much anyway. But this one guy said, um, have you ever tried animation? And I said, no, no, no. I know. I'm going to be a comic strip artist. Yeah. And um, so it was funny that I finally said, you know what? I'm going to enjoy my life. I'm not going to be on the, you know, because I was getting miserable that I wasn't getting to where I wanted to go. So I just said, you know what, just enjoy what you're doing. Good. And yeah, and and so I started doing the animation just for me, and I it, there wasn't any career path, and there wasn't any, you know, set of goals or anything. I just said I'm going to enjoy myself, Great. and every day that I animated it was bliss for me, and it was really amazing. Like it really took me to a place that I love. So part of me was like when when televisions called, I was like, I don't want to ruin this mm -hmm. because I've got a good thing going here, you know. But that's a great mindset. 
Yeah, and that and then really proves what does get you places because mm-hmm. there was there was a total connection of of you know into this place where I just go, this is really what it is. Because when I did comic strips to try and sell them, I didn't have that feeling when I was doing them. You know, I was like, I'm on this path. I have to do this. I have to do this. And then, and then, uh, but with animation, it's a daily thing that was like amazing for me. And so, so and, and animation has shifted from maybe it still is this, but on the paper sketching to computer animation. Is it still, does it still originate on paper? Well, in a sense, yeah. It, it, uh, I mean, computer animation, there's the 3D animation, but we, I still do 2D animation, which is, it's just the tools have changed a little bit. You still do it hand-drawn. It's still, That's you good. know, uh, yeah. And we did, we did a Rocco special that um, started streaming last year. And we had, um, and I wanted to do it exactly the way that we had done it in the 90s. And so I had the studio, we had a, a Korean studio who was animating it, and I had them do everything on paper. And and then all the backgrounds were all painted on on watercolor paper. And, Sounds and great. Illustration board, yeah. So we we tried to duplicate, and you know, there, of course, there was. I mean, the one thing I didn't miss was filming everything. I don't miss cameras. I don't miss cells. You mm-hmm. know, where you you paint cells to to uh, shoot shoot them, and and I don't miss any of that. So. In that sense, the technology has been good, but sure. we don't do it. We, we don't do anything to, um, uh, you know. I don't. I don't do computer animation as they as the gotcha. like they call it. Yeah. So let me ask you this: Right now, you know, we're in quarantine. It's so easy to let your negative self-talk take over if you're creative and say, you know, I'm not going to do that, or I can't do that, or I'm not good at that. What advice? because I had emailed you and the power of creativity I think is essential for optimism, for, you know, instilling some happiness in your life, finding that flow in life. What advice would you give to people about being creative and the importance of that? Creativity to me is, is the lifeblood of, of any type of uh, connection to what life is. In my opinion, I died. I feel like any anything that you start starts with your imagination, and 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 any any type of creativity that is kind of put out there, or you're done for yourself, or put out there, taps into something in in your psyche that I don't think anything else does. And uh, that's that's one of the reasons why I was interested in talking about this topic because I'm I've kind of been really immersed in it and creativity in kids, especially. And, you know, there's that quote from Picasso, it's easy to be an artist when you're a kid, but it's harder when you, when you become an adult. And, and I, I kind of wonder why that is. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of doing some research on how people start like judging their work against other people and, and judging the work, you know, and these days it's really easy to do that because you have the internet and you can like, you're looking at, Oh, this guy's really good, or she's really great, and I, my stuff isn't as good. And you know that it's it's being able to separate yourself from that, and 
and say what you do is your stuff and that's good. You know, it's just you and it's, it's your expression. And, and it's kind of like how I stopped using my work as a, uh, a, a stepping, you know, to something else, but just enjoy it at the time is, is where it really takes off. You know, I find when you take that mindset, something amazing happens. Like you're, I think for me, I become more open when I get an idea, let's say a short script or a story. I don't want to deny that idea. I'll, even if I flush it out on an, in a notebook, I'll think about it and think about it. And I feel like it's a gift to be able to come up with those ideas because you don't know where that's going to lead you and connect you with different people and new things. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, and there's nothing, you know, I mean, I, I enjoy being a solitary artist, but there's also nothing greater than having a group of people that are all moving towards the same goal artistically, creatively, and everybody having the same passion. It's really amazing. Like when, when I do my shows, uh, getting the group of people together and uh, having us all work together is, is, is really great. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing experience. So what are you doing now to stay sane in the quarantine? Obviously, there's probably lots of Zoom going on. Yeah, well, I have a staff in Los Angeles. And so we, in, in fact, today we're having a, a Zoom lunch. Every Friday we have a, a Zoom lunch to try and keep everybody going together. They're all working at home. Mm-hmm. And luckily, we're all able to do that because everybody has their workstation and you know, we're all able to just connect and have Skype or Zoom meetings and uh, and then send things to each other digitally. I mean, this is, I can't imagine if we had this quarantine situation in another time when we were I, was, I thought about that. This. With no technology? Well, yeah. Yeah. It is. Pretty, but, but also, I wouldn't have been able to move to Belgium without technology. I, I you know, because it's kind of, you know, my life is even before the quarantine started becoming more and more Skype and zoom and, and uh, I'm able to work with people from all over the world. And, and that's pretty, pretty great. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so I kind of, you know, my life didn't change really, except that I, we don't go out and, and my in-laws moved in. So. That's a big other, change. <laughs> yeah. But they're great. That's wonderful. Know. Yeah, and the kids yeah. love it, and you know, yeah. so it's been good. I'm noticing that cool bluish teal wall behind you. <laughs> How, no, I love it. it. Like I looked at that and I thought that kind of reminds me of one of the walls in my in one of my rooms. The color plays a big role in my mood. I'm sure a lot of people's moods. Is that one of the reasons you chose that color? Like just. And it's one more. I actually did not choose this color. It was here. Oh, I like it. We moved in. We're, um, we have a beautiful house that has a lot of land and, 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 uh, it, it was already here, but I like it. So I, I like I, it too. I, yeah. I like, I like painted, you know, color plays such an important role, like you say, and, and your moods and you actually can, when you choose colors for characters, you, you can match their moods with their color. Mm-hmm. Like I uh, try and do a lot of color theory uh, 
Very with cool. Moves, with the characters, yeah. I started a new company here in Europe uh, called Garden Box Entertainment, and we are uh, doing development. Great. On a, on a few projects right now, and that's really fun. I like I like doing that. So, but it's you know it's an interesting time. I mean, it's uh, people are looking for animation content a lot, and and uh, so it's it's ebbs and flows with how things work. The business side is, you know, it is what it is. And so that's what we're doing. And uh, it's a nice day. I, I, I I like working at home. That's great. Well, it's good. You're not doing things require, you know, you know, real humans. You're doing it with animation, which can be done with teams and, and you can get it done and the voiceover and whoever, but if it was a feature film, you know, right. different story. <laughs> well, you know, we are having some challenges with the records, you know, trying to, because we work with kids and we don't want to do anything to put them in any jeopardy. So uh, we're behind. We, we stopped recording. Um, but but we we kind of did some, some spot recording with them at home, which was actually fun because it was fun to see them in their home environment. And, That's good. Yeah, and um, and then if we do have some voice actors who have their own studio, which we do have a couple, then we were able to do some stuff with them and from Source Connect and good. Uh, you know, there's ways there's ways around it, but you know, yeah. Well, what a lift for the kids though to be able to do a voiceover project from their house. It, you know, a good diversion from doing Zoom classes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 But it's funny because they, you know, they would have brothers and sisters like laughing at them. So, oh, great! <laughs> they're doing cartoon voices. What's that? Take three hundred and fifty-two. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh. Gosh. You know, that's that's working with kids in general. So, where can people find out more about you? Uh, well, I have my website at joemurraystudio.com, and. Uh, and the shows, you know, are depending on which show you're interested in, are on Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network and mm-hmm. PBS. Um, there's mm-hmm. ways of, I think, getting all the episodes. But And you're on LinkedIn and you post some clips sometimes, which were great. That's how I found you. Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to get some some exposure to these guys that were doing these you know when when you when you do a show with PBS, they say, "Well, you have ninety seconds. You have to do something with. What are you going to do?" And to a lot of shows, they were like, they kind of I don't know. I wouldn't say throwaways, but they're you know they'll they'll record some kids doing something funny and silly or whatever. And and I said, "Why don't we do some animation uh, of folk tales from because we go our show goes from city to city." And, and talks about the culture of the city and the people that live there. So we said it would be great if we animated something. So our re- initial idea was we were going to have animators from those regions do the animation. So like if it was a Peruvian folk, oh, like we'd have Peru animators. So so we started doing it, and our producer said, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's great." You know that in Canada because we work with a Canadian company. So. Um, and then, so we kind of started putting it together, and then they said, "You know what? 
you know, we need to do it with Canadians because mm-hmm. it's economic, financial reality of tax credits and all sorts of mumbo jumbo. So, but Canadian, uh, we found some incredible Canadian talent and, and, uh, and we have a lot of fun with these. And I kind of feel like they're kind of like lost in, in all of this because, you know, the, the episodes are more the celebrated part of everything. And so I started, I, you know, I said, you know, I want to get some exposure out from these because they're really beautiful. And, they really and are. They're really well done. And yeah. the animators are, you know, really into them. And, and, uh, Myra Stam is the composer who does some beautiful music. And, and so they're, I think they're kind of really nice art pieces themselves. So. They, I mean, it struck me. That's why I reached out to you. Yeah. Nice diversion. Thank so thank I'm you for sharing. Cause when I saw that, I thought, what is this, you know, and I love creative things. I love animation. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so many different things you can do with it and, and so many different ways of, of telling a story, which is why I'm really attracted to it. So I want to thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. This oh, it's great. great. Yeah. yeah. I think really one of the key messages is you're never too old to be creative. You can find something, and especially right now with COVID, it's so important to do something. You know, definitely a mood lift. Yeah, you know, actually on on uh, on age, because I'm not a young guy anymore. Um, there are some people who think that that young, you know, it's a young man's game, a young person's game uh, in entertainment, and it's not true. <laughs> I would think that. Yeah. No, veterans are amazing um, with their with their ideas and their experience, and and uh, but you know it's there is there is a little bit of that about about the type of ideas that you come up with when you're younger that you're more tapped into the audience. But um, I, I work with some older people and my staff that are just amazing and. And we have young people too, and we all have a really great time. So, You know what I think one of the advantages to doing things when you're older is? I think you start learning not to be tied to your idea so much, that that idea can grow and change. And if you let other people's ideas, it'll become a better idea. Whereas I know when I was younger, I was like, no, this is it. This is my idea, and I, I don't really want to bend, and this is, this is the way it is. And then I'll go back and look, revisit something and think, no, it's not so good. Is that your cat? <laughs> I see I'm like, sorry, yes. Cat, yes no, it's so funny. I was here. smiling while you were talking about like cat hair. <laughs> my cat does this where his whiskers come into the camera. Oh, so, there, there they go. So, yeah. I'm telling you, cameo. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I, well, there's definitely a, a difference in doing this show and doing a show back in the 90s when I was in my 30s because I... Uh, yeah, I was I was uh, something to be dealt with. I was um, really kind of full of my own ideas, and uh, but I I still we we had a great crew, and I still loved working with everybody, and and I did give them a lot of freedom, but but I was also like you know feeling with the with the business end of it, like I was better than all of this, and you know it, it, it you you have to learn that there's a collaboration going on 
with the artists and the business end of it. And, you know, that these people are not the enemy, that, that, you know, it's all part of the canvas Mm -hmm. and, and it all needs to work together and the people work together and you you find a a good place for that. You don't go crazy. Cause I was in the nineties, I was crazy. Really? <laughs> like big ego crazy or just I just didn't I, I didn't get along with the networks. I didn't get along with I I think um and some people may think I'm still that way, but that's the way it is. But um I I, I kinda got a reputation of being a little hard to work with, yeah. Cause I was you know, this is the way it's going to be. And this is, right. you know, the show is going to be different and, and it's going to be great. And we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And It's going to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, I always, I still have that feeling of quality. I want to have quality, but, but you can get to that quality place getting along. Right. Easier. Sure can. So what, how did you change? Hopefully you've changed. <laughs> Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, I got older. Yeah, I, I I got more experience. I started working with people, but I also I kind of went through some changes. Um, I don't know. I want to say spiritually, but um, I started meditating. I started. That's uh, good. Yeah, and and getting into uh, different forms of. Um, alternative thinking, I guess I would call it. Yeah. Very grounding. Yeah. Yeah. And I had kids, mm-hmm. which always grounds you and get you out of yourself. Yes. And, uh, you know, you just start seeing what the bigger picture is and, and, um, it's just, the, it just kind of happens. It's a lot easier. And, and, not, and not, you have a lot of gratitude. I do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very lucky to be doing what I'm doing. That's fantastic. And I've had a, a career doing it. Yeah, very lucky. All right, so throw your website out one more time. JoeMurrayStudio.com. Okay, fantastic. And I, and I have a blog that I try to contribute to. Uh, when when you have time. <laughs> <laughs> and usually of anything, you know, I talk about my career a lot. And... Um, and uh, anything that interests me. I sometimes get politicals, and I, but I warn people that I am. Okay, put a disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Warning political views. Warning. If you All don't right. want to read it, don't read it. Well, whenever you're back in L.A., I'd love to meet you in person. Yeah, that would be great. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully uh, it'll be, you know, things are opening up here in Belgium, but I know that L.A. is a little bit farther behind. So. Very hard. Yeah, I know they extended the quarantine till I think, August. Yeah. Thank you so much. This is great. All right.